Ready? What's up? My name is Curtis. Welcome to New Church Live. This is the Come in the Name of the Lord, the Hidden Power of Palm Sunday. And what you just saw here, that was my intro. Like, there was, you got, people who are watching online can't tell, but I was actually out here before, but because a new church was getting ready to start, I had to go backstage and get ready for the intro. And a little video played and the lights came on. It was really powerful. That's because you need to have an intro to let people know something important is happening here. That lets you, oh, this is, this is starting. It, it matters. It's different that this guy is walking out onto this stage right now than just somebody going to their seat. No offense to all of you who went to your seats. This is something different. Although I bet most people were, were hoping it was going to be Chuck today <laughs> when I walked out. They were like, ah, too late now. So intros are a way to communicate that this is important and they're a way to set the mood for what's happening. Right? So this is a pretty big deal, me coming out to start New Church Live, but let's, let's take it up a notch. Let's take it up a couple orders of magnitude. What would it be like, what would the intro be like, not just for one person going to give a message on Sunday, what if we were introducing an intergalactic empire, the most powerful force the galaxy has ever seen? What would their intro be like if they were arriving at, let's say, the beginning of one of the most influential movies of all time. Let's take a look. What, what does that intro look like? It's pretty good. That's pretty good. I feel like I've been one-upped. And I know that that's a, that's a pretend movie. It's not a real empire. But the director of that was trying to make this statement. He's saying, look right here in the beginning. I'm going to show you the scale of what's going on. There's planets in the background. We're in outer space. You see this big spaceship go, go out in front of you, and you think, that's a big spaceship. But you haven't seen nothing yet. Because this huge ship goes over the top of the camera. It takes forever to get through. You're seeing just how big and how powerful this thing is. It's powerful. Make it an intro. It sets the mood. It sets the mood for the whole movie. That, that entire series of movies is all about the power of the empire. You guys have a basic understanding of Star Wars, right? There's the power of this evil empire that owns that big spaceship, and we got to fight back against them somehow, even though the odds seem incredible. So that's the intro of something that powerful. Let's go up another order of magnitude, because what would it be like if we were introducing not just an intergalactic empire, but God himself. What if the divine being that has all power, has existed forever, will exist forever, knows everything, can do anything, what would that intro be like? You got to think, if, if, that, if that spaceship was good enough for the empire in Star Wars, what's, what's God's intro going to be? So take a look. This is God's intro. And we know because this actually did happen. So here it is. 
There, that's it. God, Jesus Christ, makes this triumphant entry into Jerusalem. This is the most important thing that he's done. This is God in the flesh. And how does he do it? What's his intro like? He's riding on a, not just a donkey, but a baby donkey. He's slowly riding along on a baby donkey. And some people take their coats off, put them down, take these palm branches, cut some branches off a tree, not even valuable things from their house, but they just find something that's out in nature, cut it down and put it on the ground. Why is that the intro of God? And if you don't know the story, and even if you do, let's refresh ourselves on what's the text of this event? What is the Palm Sunday story? Since that's what we're here to find out the power and the meaning of. Is from the, it tells this story in a couple of the Gospels. I'm choosing the one from John. It says, The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Just means, that's awesome. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. You got it, right? You understand why he's doing this, the symbolism, everything, right? Well, if you don't, you're in good company because it says, at first, his disciples did not understand all this. Even the people who were there had the context. Didn't, they didn't know what was happening. It doesn't make any sense. You, 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 why are you doing this? Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. So God is coming to Jerusalem, sits on a donkey, people put palm branches down. This is the intro that God chose. Why didn't he choose that spaceship that I showed before? Why didn't he at least have a big army in front of him? He's got the resources. If you say there wasn't that technology back then, you don't think it would make more of an impact if he showed up and said, here, look, this is how you, I have a computer. None of you have ever seen a computer, but I created this out of nothing. I've show you the very first Instagram reel. But the intro is dictated by who it is that's being introduced and what the intent of the introduction is. You can't understand why Jesus did this the way that he did it and why it has power for our individual lives. Why does it matter? This happened thousands of years ago. Why are we still talking about it? You can't understand that unless you understand who Jesus is and what he's trying to do. Because introductions are tied into the meaning behind them. People have processions like this one that Jesus did. People will do these huge military parades throughout history where you get big crowds and you display your military technology. Why do they do that? It's like an intro of who they are. They do it because they're trying to say, we want you to think we're powerful. So there's a certain way we want you to think and believe about us, and we want to gain that power in the world. That's what they're doing. But that's not what Jesus was trying to do. There was a lot of people who thought Jesus was going to come and conquer, but he actually has something very different 
he's trying to do coming into Jerusalem. And once we understand that, we understand why he came in as he did and why it still matters to us. So we're going to look at, right after this song, what or who Jesus is, why that matters, and what he's trying to do. What is he still trying to do today for each one of us that makes this story vitally important to learn? Okay, let's do it. Dream. Take your heart and make it say love. 
Nice. And what a great song, and what an inarguable chorus. Love is a wonderful thing. Who's going to argue that? You could go anywhere. You could go into a retirement home. You could go into a college campus. You could go cities versus the country, whatever. Love is a wonderful thing. People are going to be like, yeah, that's right. Love is a wonderful thing. You reminded me of that. Love is a wonderful thing. What if you went to all those same places and you said, Jesus is a wonderful thing? Would you get the same reaction? Maybe a couple places. <laughs> Maybe a couple other places where they would be like, please don't talk to me. Get out of here. Because people are a little confused about what is Jesus and what does it mean? And what is the coming of Jesus about? Is it really about love? Why is he here? Some people at the time when Jesus was coming thought, well, Jesus is going to conquer Jerusalem. He's going to set us up with power. A lot of people still think that. They think Jesus Christ is the way in which he's going to punish everyone that is not like me and that I don't like. He's going to judge everybody that I want to judge. People think that's what Jesus is, and that's what Jesus is going to do. Some people think the coming of Jesus is about him judging them, and they're just constantly looking over their shoulder like, okay, sorry, uh, am I living up to your standards? My wife showed me, I should have made a slide of it, but there's this hilarious shirt, which is Jesus, but like I, iconography Jesus, like drawn with a halo like you would an old style Catholic. And he's leaning, you can just see him leaning out from behind a line and it says, I saw that underneath. <laughs> I love that. So is, it, is that what Jesus is about? What's the purpose of Jesus coming in the first place? That is what everything else rests on. So I have two, two quotes I want to go through here with you that, for me, changes the entire meaning of Palm Sunday and everything related. The first is about who Jesus is, which is the same as saying who God is. And then the second is about what is the word? Why, why do we hear these stories? Why am I here talking to you about Palm Sunday? Why these stories? So this is the first quote. This is from New Church Theology from the book True Christianity. And this is a conversation with some people about, it says here, the Lord, the Savior. The Lord means Jesus Christ. So this is about Jesus Christ. And there are so many good things in here. I'm going to try to contain my excitement, but there's going to be a lot of pause. I want to tell you something. Pause. It's just goes with the territory. I'm not going to apologize anymore for it. Later on, I had a conversation with them, with some people, about the Lord, the Savior. Here's how the whole thing works. I said, at the level of his essence and who, who he is, God is divine love. The divine love is like the purest fire. How do you think of love if you were to imagine it and look at it? He's saying it's like not just fire, I'm thinking about the power of fire, but the purest fire. 
Love by definition, because a lot of people can have the word love in their mouth, but they can be doing things that aren't, don't seem like love. Love by definition has just one intention. I know you're reading ahead, but I'm going to pause for dramatic effect here. What is love about? Love is a wonderful thing, and we know that it's got features. We know that you feel certain feelings toward people that you love. You, you know, it changes your behavior. It can lift your mood. But you know that you want to kind of be around people that you love and, you know, hold hands with them or go on picnics with them. What is it trying to do? What's the core of it? Love, by definition, has just one intention, which is to become one with someone else who it loves. Yeah, I see that. Become one. Meaning, it doesn't mean that they disappear and you disappear, and you, you somehow are just one thing. But when you love someone, you want to share your life with them. You want to share experiences. And everything in that love is you're trying to, you know, as your, your kids are growing up, you're trying to, hey, I want to, I want to know what's going on with you. What are you thinking about? How are you feeling? What would you do? Where I was asking my daughter, what did you do at school today? What'd you do at school today? When, um, my wife teaches in the same school where my daughter goes. So whenever she sees my daughter going, she's in a different classroom, but whenever she sees her like going through the hall, she snaps a little photo and sends it to me because I want to know. I want to know. I don't want to not see her. I don't want to not see my daughter. I want to see what she's doing. And I want to know what, what's she like in those environments where I'm not there? What's she learning? How is she interacting? You want to be one. You want to be one. That's, that's what the core of love is. That's love in general, and we learned that God is divine love. The divine love must be that God's divine love has a different intention. It is to see if we live up to its standards, right? Isn't that what we've been told? The divine love has just one intention, which is to unite himself to us and us to himself to such a degree that he is in us and we are in him. Abide in me and let my words abide in you. There's that famous saying by Jesus. So God is trying to say, yeah, I, I want to know <laughs> what you do in school today. I want to live with you. I want to connect more and more. And through that connection, bring us all the happiness that we can possibly enjoy. That's the intention of divine love. Everything else leads toward that. Love is a wonderful thing. So no problem. Okay, well, God, God wants to dwell with us. Who's going to refuse that? Come on in. Let, let's do it right now. But that's not how the physics of it can work. Yet because divine love is like the purest fire, as we already said, clearly it would be entirely impossible for God in this form as the infinite infinitely powerful, infinitely vast divine love to be in us and cause us to be in him. Everything we are would be reduced to a wisp of smoke. You get fried. You get fried. Um, in New Church Theology, it talks about, think about God and God's love like the sun. We love the sun. I, when the sun is out, I'm happy. I can't look right at the sun or it will burn out my retinas. The sun gives me everything that is good. The food that I eat comes from the energy from the sun. The warmth 
that I feel comes from the energy. And that's the reason why we're not sitting here at absolute zero, but there's limits. I don't, I love the sun. I want the sun to be out. I love that it's spring and it's shining. I don't want to go into the sun. I don't want to fly into the sun. Like, come on, let's keep going closer and closer. There is a, a voltage issue that is keeping me from really becoming one with the sun. So it is with God. God has this powerful love, but God is infinite. We are finite. Can't just go connect without danger, mortal danger to ourselves. But God, being really adamant about wanting to make this connection, found out this incredible way. He's resourceful. Found out this incredible way to make this connection. Because God at the level of his essence is burning with a love for uniting himself with us, that's what gets God out of bed in the morning. It was necessary for him to wrap himself in a body that was adapted in such a way that we could receive it and enter into a partnership with him. Therefore, God came down, took on a human manifestation according to the divine design that he himself established at the creation of the world. Meaning just like we, Jesus didn't show up at 33, all ready to go. He was a little kid. He was a baby. He was a little kid. He was an adolescent. He went through the same process that we all go for. But the point of it entirely, the whole reason that it happened was so that we could meet the infinite, all-powerful God in a form in which not only would be not dangerous to us, but that we can join with. And we can have that connection that God in his infinite heart is longing for. That is the entire point of the Jesus Christ thing, is to make that connection between us and God possible. Love is a wonderful thing. This is entirely about the love. That's what this Palm Sunday story is about. Speaking of stories, so we know the intent. We know God wants to join with us. We know he can do this through becoming a person like we are because we can, or becoming a, a finite person. God is, you could say God is a person, but an infinite person. Becoming a finite person that we can see and relate to and understand and hear stories about, oh yeah, God walked, rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. That makes sense. I can understand that. I, could, I can't ride a donkey very well, but I can, I can ride things. So why, why uh, where does the Bible figure into this whole thing. Why are we sure we're thinking about Jesus just because we know him from the Bible? The second piece we've got to understand is what the word is there for. What is, we know what Jesus is there for. What's the Bible there for? Too many rhetorical questions? I love them. I'll keep, keep them coming. Keep those rhetorical questions coming. The word is the means of the Lord's conjunction with a person and of the person with the Lord. And through that conjunction comes life. So God wants to live with us, connect with, dwell in us and us in him. This is what all love wants and divine love to the nth degree. Jesus makes that possible. This is God saying, hey, I can, I'm right here. Don't worry. Say, you can, this is a way we can connect. These stories that we read, they are how that connection happens. They are the means to that connection. 
because in them and why every detail is placed the way that it is, in them is the instructions on how to make this connection happen. Palm Sunday, the entry of Jesus in Jerusalem is telling us how we can make God's dreams come true and our own through this connection. So after a song, we are going to look at why these particular details and what that's telling us about how we let God in and connect with this human God. Oh, stop it, please. 
Live, this is Angela. I just want to encourage you all to consider making a donation to support New Church Live. Your donation supports all of the initiatives that happen here, and we couldn't do any of it without your support. I also want to use this opportunity to let you know about a couple things happening. Um, next week, Easter Sunday, if you live in or around the Philadelphia area, we encourage families to attend New Church Live in person. And if you do, we also encourage you to bring Easter flowers. It decorates the service for Easter, makes it feel festive and very spring-like. And then we take those flowers and we donate them to an organization called Family Promise PA. Um, they will accept those donations and then they actually have a work day coming up and people from New Church Live are welcome to attend that work day. And if you have young children, they're welcome to come with you. Um, I have young children and I'm always looking for ways to give back to the community. So it's a great opportunity to fit for families to serve the community that they love. It's going to spruce up Hope Gardens, which is their assisted living facility that helps families get back on their feet after they're homeless. So it's just a great way to give back to the community. You can find more information about this on our homepage under the events tab. Um, that's a great place to go find any information about upcoming events. Um, and if you're on your, our website, you can also make a donation. You can click the donate tab, or if you wanna make a donation with your phone today, you can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977, and you can make a donation there. We hope you'll consider getting involved. We hope you'll attend next week, and we hope that you will contribute to New Church Live. So thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everybody. You make this happen for sure, all of you. Let's talk about Palm Sunday. Let's talk about what, what the story means. And I want to first start by talking about Jerusalem, because if the, the Bible is from God, it's always talking about Jerusalem. It's always talking about Jerusalem. And if the point of God is to connect with me so much that, that he's in me and I'm in him and make me happy forever. Why do you keep talking about Jerusalem? I don't live in Jerusalem. I don't even live close to Jerusalem. You're talking about that city? Why is it so important? The word is the means by which we can join with God. Jesus speaks in parables because that is the language God speaks to try to reach us. Everything that's in the text of the Bible has a symbolic meaning that applies to you wherever you are and whenever you are in your life. Otherwise, it would not be the thing that creates that conjunction. If that is God's sole aim, 
is to connect with us so that we can live together. Why would he hand us anything other than what does that? The Bible is teaching us about how we can get this connection to happen. And Jerusalem, which whenever Jerusalem is mentioned, it's important. You have Jesus riding into Jerusalem. You have all the stuff in the Old Testament about defending Jerusalem and Jerusalem getting attacked and all the prophets are always talking about Jerusalem. Why are you going like this? You should be going over here. In the book of Revelation, there's the holy city, New Jerusalem descending down. Jerusalem is in your heart. The New Jerusalem is the space in you, the church within you that God can be received into. Jesus rides into Jerusalem. That is a picture of God riding into the part of us that is open to receiving him. That when we welcome God into our heart, into the way we live and into what we consider important, that is when this connection can happen. So anything it says about Jerusalem, it's talking about the church within you, that God is throughout the course of your life working through experiences, through things that you learn, painstakingly setting up and building that because that's where this connection is going to happen. Jesus walks down a path to get into Jerusalem on this donkey, and that is because God leads us down a path through the concepts in our faith. Throughout your life, you have had principles that have led you toward where you are now. Uh, ideas from many different sources, from your religion. That is the path that we walk on to get to this part. So the whole story is about God leading us down the path to this connection. So let's go line by line and talk about why all these pieces are there and what they do. It says, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. The great crowd is you. It's all the different parts of you and that can be ready to receive divine love, receive God, who is, as we learned, love for everyone. So when we get to a point where we have all these different parts of our personality, we have all these different parts of our mind, and throughout our lives you've seen some of them be more or less apathetic to the call. Yeah, yeah, there's good things to do, but, but I'm, I'm more interested in this right now. When it gets to the point where the crowds, everything in you, when it hears about God saying, I'm going to come, come and change the way that you live. I, look, we can live for something better and higher. When everybody welcomes them in, that's when this can happen. Jesus, as we know, is God, and Jerusalem is the church in us that he can be welcomed into. So this story doesn't happen at any particular time. Like when you're 51, that's when this happens. It happens when we're ready. And Jesus is giving us this story to let us know, hey, if you can just get these things in order, I can come in. I can ride in. If we get the crowds excited that I'm coming, because if if you don't let me in, I can't do it. I can't force my way in. People take these palm branches and lay them on the ground. And in this gospel, it doesn't mention them, but in other gospels, they're taking their cloaks off or their tunics, their clothes, putting them down for the Lord to walk over. All of the things in the Word have to do with the two parts of you that make you you, which is your heart heart 
in your mind. And the garments are like the things in your mind, and the branches are like the things of your heart. And by putting those down and letting the Lord walk across, that is when you say, love is a wonderful thing. That, that I want the love that God tries to bring to me, I want that to be above the rest of the stuff. All the things that I know and the sort of subsidiary feelings I have, that stuff will serve this greater goal. That's what it is to have Jesus walking on those things. The crowds are hyped about this. Hosanna. And then what do they say to him when he's coming in? What does the, all these parts of us say? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. As the title of this whole talk is come in the name of the Lord. The name more than just being the word Jesus Christ. Because as I said before, if you go up to people and say, how do you feel when I say Jesus Christ? To some people, ugh, that, that reminds me of people being mean. The name is really the quality of. If you say, I'm going to do this in the name of so-and-so, it means you were continuing their legacy. You're not going to go start a war in the name of Gandhi. So the name of the Lord is anything that holds the quality of the Lord in it, which the Lord is that love that wants to conjoin. So when we get to a point where our crowds, the stuff that's in us, when it sees something come along, a feeling into our hearts, an idea into our minds that has the name of the Lord on it, has the quality of divine love in it, when we say, Blessed is that, that I want to pay attention to that. I want to drop everything and follow that. I want to act on that. That is what's important to me. We are welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem. They even say, blessed is the king of Israel. When that stuff becomes the king, like there are a lot of things pulling for my attention. There are a lot of things pulling for my loyalty what I am most loyal to, what I pay the most attention to, is the love that comes from God. That is when we welcome Jesus into Jerusalem and the power of Palm Sunday comes alive in us. Finally, Jesus is riding on a donkey. And the donkey, animals throughout the word, there's so much, there's so much that they're talking about dividing the flocks, and the sacrifices, there's so much with animals. Animals are a picture of the things inside you, particularly with a donkey. This is about your rational mind. It's about your, your, your thinking mind, that you're, how you can calculate and analyze life and how you, what's valuable to me, what will I or won't I do. When the Lord is riding on that, meaning that it is serving love, and you're using all of your smarts to serve love, and all of your knowledge to serve love, that is when we're welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem. And that's when we can feel the power of this story and the meaning of the story. This is the most triumphant part in Jesus' ministry. It seems like things are really going well. Everyone is finally excited about him. In the rest of the Gospels, it seems like it was a false start because a couple chapters later, they kill him. 
and all that goodwill that seemed to be there evaporates. They say, don't, don't free this Barabbas the murderer, free, or, free Barabbas the murderer, don't free Jesus, we don't like Jesus. So it seems like, what was it all even for? Did he even need to do it? When you understand that this is a picture of what can happen in us, that the real power of Palm Sunday has yet to happen. It happens in each of us individually. It's not about that event that happened. That was just, it came and went. And that, that does not, that Jesus riding on the donkey into the middle of the city does not do what he wants to do. What does he want to do? Join with each and every person forever. So much so that we live in him and he lives in us. He, the whole Palm Sunday thing is just a means to his actual goal, which is to live with us and we live with him, and he makes us happy through that. So the, that story exists to remind us and lead us toward the actual welcoming in each of our hearts of Jesus Christ, who is God, visibly in front of us. That's the power of Palm Sunday, and that is when it's really going to come alive and come true. So let's do it. I'm going to let that sit with you as we do a little prayer here. You'll notice that the Lord's Prayer is asking for conjunction in every part of it. There are sections that are how we can remove barriers to conjunction, but just listen to the words as, as we say them. This is about, this is, the Lord gave this to us, and its intent is to achieve the goal, which is we're going to be together. We're going to be together with the Lord. So I've got the words up there. We can say it together. You can say it with me, or you can just listen and have it in your heart. Great. Hey, do you want to do a little bit of um, a mood? It's kind of, it's like you've got the heart and the mind. The words are in the mind, and then the heart's going to open up with the music. So let's see this, this story of conjunction in this. Our Father who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so upon the earth. And give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Glory, glory is not, God doesn't get glory from being seen as powerful. God is not trying to throw a military parade. The glory that God wants is the beautiful brilliance of him being able to make each one of us happy forever. That, that is the only divine goal. This prayer is, a, is an asking for it. The Palm Sunday is an asking for it. That's the only thing on God's mind is how, how can we get closer? How can you and I get closer, knowing full well that the closer the Lord comes to us, the happier we are, because that's what love wants, is to have someone that it can make happy. So take that out into the world. Find times when you can lay your palm branches down, lay your garments down, and, and welcome in the Lord, knowing that that's going to then partner, and you can shine that out to other people and give them the happiness that God wants to give them as well. Happy Palm Sunday, everyone.
another man sing Change a heart to a little white dove More than a feeling, that's the power of love Tougher than diamonds, rich like green Stronger and harder than a bad girl's dream wrong one right power and love will keep you home at night don't need money don't take faith don't need no credit card to ride this train strong and it's sudden sometimes but it might just save your life that's the power of love that's the power It's strong and it's sudden and it might be cruel sometimes Might just save your life That's the power of love That's the power of love, yeah Mm, That's the power of love Sing your 